To all our sponsors, including Racetech, the science of suspension for nearly 30 years. Racetech's been producing the highest quality suspension components and tools, including gold valves for most types of motorcycles and ATVs. You can visit their website at racetech.com. All right, we've had a good show so far. Let's hope that our next guest doesn't blow it. Um, <laughs> we had Aaron Plessinger on, and uh, who is a um, who raced the motocross of nations this past week. And then we have Cal Redmond on who is racing the indoor cross season. And now we're going to have Ryan McCarthy on who is the owner, uh, been in business for about eight years. It's called Rhino power. He joins us now. What's up, Ryan? How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. You guys, it was nice hanging out with you this week in Lake Havasu. I assume you guys made it home. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We made it home after the windstorm, but we had a really awesome first two days and, uh, it's cool to see all the depth athletes come together from all over the world. It's a pretty fun event. And uh, a lot of people thought, you know, watercraft racing was dead and it's, uh, it's doing better than ever. And it's, it's cool to see the sport thriving and they're starting to get some, um, Saturday spots with the P one aqua cross series. And it's, it's pretty exciting. The, the sport's growing and we're happy to be a part of it. Dude, stand up jet skis is, is the deal right now. And, and you look at social media and you go, you know, we went out and went to area six and we went to body beach and there's more people there than there was at the race, I think. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's alive and well. And I think, I think there's a lot of weekend warriors that are really uh, having a good time. And, and if, if there was a good amateur series that, that they could start participating in, they might, they might even start becoming racers. And stand-up jet skis. So, uh, Tony and or Ryan, are you telling me there were stand-up classes? And if so, are, oh, yeah. is it for modern machines only? Because there's currently is... a couple of options available but or is this really warmed over vintage stuff you get a combination of them and, and ryan maybe you paid more attention to it than me but yeah. you, you i there's a ton of people that come up me working a wiseco booth with pistons on display you know yeah. they they want to have you know conversations about 550s was a was a <coughs> pretty hot topic for me so you know one guy come up and says oh, i've got 26 of 26 550s so and they all need refurbished and i said Ooh, that's times three i'm not good at math but i think that's a good sale for wiseco um but uh yeah that- what happened with the stand-ups is uh you know up until 2018 they were everyone was buying old used ones and they were they were souping them up and kawasaki came out in 2018 with this like super awesome i don't know the model number but it's like the fastest stand-up jet ski ever made new four stroke so yeah yeah i guess that's what it is and so now uh everyone who had these souped up skis that were 10 and twenty thousand dollars stand-up skis they're getting blown away by this new cali so all the uh pro circuit and fmf style companies involved are all modifying that ski now and it's uh it's getting pretty fast so it's, it's fun to watch and because so the real problem for anyone on our of our listeners who doesn't know Two strokes essentially have, have been uh, run out of run out of the game uh, by the EPA, and you can no longer. There's still Yamaha still makes theirs. You can still get the Yamaha uh-huh. stand up. As a dealer, I know this. I've uh, been in business for. I've been in the business for six years. We've had probably three. Um, three of the st- three of the Yamaha um, Superjet, it's called right yep. two stroker, and and, Kyle- and it's the, it's the best one, but you can't get registration. It is for closed course competition only. Oh you, really? You so without registration, <coughs> and you get zero warranty. So- as also zero warranty if it blows up, <laughs> and it's a Yamaha. It's not going to, but 
You walk out, start oh, contrary, it. Oh, bonjour. The, I've blown a few Yamahas up in the past The day you years. buy it, though. Like, quite, lit- quite literally, <laughs> yeah, the ones are, we sold, we had to bikes. say, if you started outside or you started yeah. at the lake and the motor lets go, it's on you, and you need to know that. Um, up front. So up the, front. The Kawasaki is the SRX, or SXR, excuse me, I, I believe is what what uh, yeah. Ryan's talking about. Yeah, and that thing's super rad, and and, and it's also 9000 bucks or something crazy. But, uh, yeah, so jet skis well, is awesome. Um but you guys are obviously known say, for motocross. Yeah, and I was just going to say, you know, after being at uh, motocross tracks my whole life growing up, racing and, and all that, and then in the last, you know, eight years with Rhino Power, we, we try to hit, you know, three to four motocross races every single month, and, and we always hit all the big amateur nationals, as many as we can, and support a lot of the amateur athletes. But uh, <laughs> the one thing I'll give the jet ski racing community is that uh, it, it there's there's no dust and you, you don't have uh you don't have dirt in your ears when you when you get home and you're not like blowing out the van and everything and you get to watch girls in bikinis. The whole I was gonna say the spectators in bikinis is a one really nice plus. I, I've seen yeah. girls in bikinis at the racetrack before. You know what always ticks me <laughs> off is the quad guys seem to show up with the hottest chicks and I can't figure it out. And so, <laughs> yeah, right. They do. The local race is the. I will one. not disagree with you. It's Come a weird on. phenomenon. You know why? Because it's forty thousand dollars to build a quad, and they've got nine of them in the semi trailer that they showed up in. And they can also take their girl riding with them on their race bike. That's just not possible, really. <laughs> and and maybe even go a little. Hey, let's go for a quick ride. Um, not happening on a stand-up jet ski not happening on a real motocross bike (laughs) our guest is ryan mccarthy owner of rhino power and and you've got a a, uh, another ryan involved in the business that's um don't take this wrong but a little more well known than ryan mccarthy talk about that will you well yeah so you know rhino is 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 the fast one and the famous one and uh and so we you know i met rhino about 11 years ago and I owned a company at the time called In Motion MX, and I was just having a really good time making HD videos. We were like doing the Southern California motocross scene, and this is—it's funny if you guys look back ten years ago, videos on Transworld, Verb Moto—that was just starting to become a thing. And so I was doing that. I, I met Rhino, and I was riding all the time and enjoying enjoying that. And I was shooting these videos, and, and he hired us to do his his instructional DVDs, and I became good friends with him. And, and just like a lot of these pros, he had so many killer opportunities going on and he owned a motocross track. He had these organic nuts and stuff that he was trying to sell. And those were rhino organics. And, and he just kind of needed a business manager. And I had, you know, never been fast enough to go pro. So I went to college and got my degree and I was kind of a businessman and, um, had some experience and, and, you know, I met him and I said, dude, let me help you with everything that you're doing. Like we can do it better, you know? And, so we took over the track, we took over the organics, and, and he had these supplements that he had been having this guy make for him, and he really wanted to release them, and he had the name Rhino Power in his mind. And so I kept looking at that, and, and I went back to a college reunion, and we went through the fraternity house, and there's like 20 guys living in this house, and these kids are living on top ramen and, and, and you know barely fucking affording to wash their clothes. And they they all have like five or six supplements on their desk. They've got a protein, they've got a pre-workout, they've got an intra-workout, they've got a thing to take before bed. And so what I did is I came back to Rhino. I said, man, we're missing the boat. Let's shut the motocross track down. Let's shut the organics down. Let's get the supplement thing going. And, and with Rhino's, you know, relationships in the motocross community and with the magazines and with my business savvy, the, the little that I have, I, uh, 
we put it together and, and, and it was exciting. You know, it was a one man show. I had like a fulfillment center, you know, where they shipped all my stuff for us and it was linked up with the website and then I could put in orders and I answered the phones and I did that and I called dealers and, you know, then we had one employee, then we had two employees and we had three and, you know, um, we're on our third warehouse now. We just moved into a bigger place in San Diego here and, and we've got a really killer team of people working with us and, and, you know, I think we did like 75 events this year already. We're on our third sprinter van and, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of neat seeing the company come together and, and without Rhino's, you know, reputation, we, we wouldn't be where we are today. And you've, uh, it's not just Ryan Hughes who's, who's, uh, you know, my era, he's, he's an older guy. You have a lot of current, you know, competitive riders that are at a pro level that are using your supplements all over the world. Right. Yeah. Oh, it, it's been amazing. I mean, the motocross guy, I mean, we, in the beginning and, and, you know, I, I, a lot of the guys use it and then they get it from us and sometimes they buy it because maybe they don't want us blasting their name all over Instagram and stuff. And I mean, we've had Eli Tomac, we've had Jason Anderson use it. We've had, you know, we currently have like Cooper Webb and, uh, Justin Cooper. We've got Dylan Ferrandez, um, you know, all kind of Weston Pike, Roman Fevrier, uh, Jordy Trixier, you know, all these great European racers, Kurt Gibbs, the Australian champion, Egan Maston, the 250 champion in Australia, um, um, the champion in New Zealand, you know, uses it. We just have all these amazing athletes and, and a lot of these guys, they don't really know what to take and, and neither does the customer base. So one of the things that Rhino and I wanted to do is we said like, look, the pros in our sport, one of the only sports where they're not getting the, the nutrition guidance or the supplement guidance that you might see in NFL or NBA or Olympic sports, you know, motocross, we, we give them the fast bike. We give them the beautiful semi, the best gear, you know, they've, they've got all these rad things going on, but when it comes to nutrition, a lot of guys aren't paying attention. So the riders have really embraced us and we have, we have a lot of the top guys using it. And, um, you know, it's pretty exciting when you see the podium and two out of the three guys are using Rhino Power on almost any given weekend. Is that expensive for those guys? You know, believe it or not, we have been able to get to the level that we're at today by providing the guys with free stuff. Um, you know, we really owe a lot of that to the energy drink companies because they they pay the guys, they pay the mortgages. The energy drink companies really get a lot of the, uh, they should get a lot of, um, applause from, from the motocross community because they're the ones paying the bills for these teams and everything. And Rhino Power really respects the Red Bulls and the Rockstars and the Monsters, you know. But luckily, we've been able to be kind of behind the scenes and giving these guys some free product. And, I mean, it, it's not cheap. So when these guys, you know, when they get a package, it's worth 500 to $1,000, the amount of stuff that we send these guys. And we send that a few times a year. So it, it gets expensive, but it's worth it because with social media now, when these riders, you know, like a rider like Aaron Plessinger, who you just had on, on, on before me, when someone like him posts a social media post out, whether he's posting FMF or his gear or something that he got, you know, people are paying attention and, and that's a really big driving factor these days. And, um, you know, so it's been killer. We, we have a lot of awesome athletes and for me getting to work with them on a daily basis, is really fun. Who's the most fun guy you've had to work with besides working next to me all week? I mean, you, you I mean, athlete. <laughs> you take the kick, Tony. That was one of the funner events I've done. But you know, uh, <laughs> be careful. My boss listens. I'm not sure who he is, but uh, I know the folks at Wiseco listen, and I don't. 
<laughs> I'll tell you this. Oh, man. The hydration. Good, wholesome fun. The, the, That's the, uh, what he clearly meant. I'll just say this. The hydration drink that you have, that you offer, was a lifesaver after two nights at Kokomo's. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're like the Casanova of Kokomo's, you know, and every, everyone was on you, but I, you're a good boy, and, uh, and uh, you did what needed to be done. <laughs> yeah, you know, we had a we had a really good time there, and I, I'd say the the writers, you know, I'm kind of on the fence. Some of the writers are are super fun to work with. You know, for instance, like Jeff Emick is is obviously retired, but he is so chill, and he calls me, and we we shoot we we discuss nutrition, we discuss supplements. He he takes a really keen interest in like what each product does and and when to use it and how to use it. And I don't know if you've seen the guy lately. He is like perfectly fit zero percent body fat the guy's gnarly yeah. well and, you know so i, I love talking to him and you know i used to emulate him and, and rhino when i was lining up for the 125 novice class and uh, you know so that was those are two guys that i always like but like someone like justin cooper for instance i really enjoy working with justin cooper because we got him when he was like an intermediate and he was going to loretta's and he was going to smoke all the intermediates and he had a rough season that year and we we stuck behind him, and then he came back the next year as an A-class, and he killed everybody, you know. And then he turned pro, and he's been with us ever since. He trains with Gareth Swanerpool, who does just an amazing job with his riders. And Gareth has been using Rhino Power for his athletes for, like, the last three or four years. And we have a good relationship with him. So any of the star racing guys or any of the extra guys he helps out, you know, we work with. Um, Jimmy Dakotis was, like, 18 years old when – I first partnered with Rhino and he was actually living at Rhino's house and he and Jessica Patterson and Vince Freeze um, would go ride at Rhino land and Paula. And, you know, I'd see them out at the track and working with those kids was cool because he and Jimmy now, you know, all grown up and traveling around the world and, you know, riding for some kick-ass teams like JGR and stuff. That's, that's been fun, but yeah, you know, Austin Forkner, we got with him when he was on eighties and, you know, he's always been like a, a cool guy. And so, We've got pictures of him, you know, with his 80 taking Rhino Power. So it's it's hard to pick a favorite, but all, all those guys are, are pretty fun to work with. That's cool. Um, this weekend we had the Motocross of Nations. I don't know if you were watching it uh, in the uh, Blosian stand, but uh, they had it yeah. on. Uh, what were your thoughts about the United States? Do you think that we are, we being United States residents and fans, we've we always kind of think that, and if it was the Supercross of Nations, I think it'd be a different story, right? But there's been a lot of talk about, you know, that, uh, that so much focus has changed towards Supercross and that kind of thing. We flag got smoked this weekend. We being our boys. What are your thoughts, yep. man? You know, I, I, I've been hearing the Supercross thing a lot lately, and, I, and I, I know our guys know how to ride their dirt bikes outdoors. And, and I think they're, they're plenty fast outdoors. And I, I don't think it's that the Europeans have – a leg up on us in that sense. I, I, I feel like the last couple of years we have just had really bad luck. I mean, Tomax, Tomax is fast as anyone. I think he and Hurlings could have been banging bars if they had got equal starts and it wasn't a mud fest, you know. And and I think Plessinger, Plessinger has been untouchable all year, and he he went down twice if I remember correctly, which is uncharacteristic of him. Um, Barsha is just doing incredible this year. He's really like got some new stuff that he's working with and he's he's been showing showing some new talent you know and it was great to see him in qualifying i think he came out second place and i'm not sure how he ended up doing i, I didn't see the final numbers because i was working nine nine you know i know he had some some good rides 
And so, you know, I, I think America is just as good as Europe on any given day. We just, for some reason, seem like we choke at the designations every year. And I don't know if it's our guys are burnt out. They're coming off, you know, 16 rounds of outdoors or 12 rounds or whatever it is. Well, know, it's a outdoors. huge break for the, the where these boys that, that, that are racing that motor, the motor MXGP, they just had their final round, you know, a week or two ago versus our guys have been have been uh, stepped away from the outdoor season for what six weeks or something already. I yeah. mean, it's, it, but the GP guys have four weeks off between races sometimes, if I understand it correctly. And, and you just know, a couple of times in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's tough, man. I, like I said, I feel like Plessinger, Barsha and Tomac were the right guys for the job. And I think some better starts, we would have seen a little bit more competitive racing and, and, you know, uh, I, I, I I still believe that the U.S. can win it, you know, and I, I was happy with, you know, Emig was part of a winning designations team. Hughes was part of a winning designations team. Nothing beats that year when Villapoto and Dungy won it. I can't remember what year that was when they were hugging it out and they were arch enemies. That was always a, a cool photo. Four, oh, seven. Um, was it 07? Yep, yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. These guys, we still have it in us. I, I want to get us. I want to, I want to see what happens next year. Yeah, well, I think I think there's a lot of puzzle pieces that aren't there for the United States riders that used to be, and yeah. uh, I, I I don't see it changing anytime soon. And I well, hate to be and, that guy, but Ryan, it's been a pleasure having you on. Good luck with Rhino Power. Hey, thanks so much, guys, and uh, and, and thanks for check us out at RhinoPower.com, and we'll get you all hooked up. All right, if you ever need anything, holler, okay? Thanks, Tony. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, everybody. All right, big thanks to Aaron Plessinger, Kyle Redman, and Ryan McCarthy. Hour number two is coming up next. We've got Brian Prince, uh, uh, Motorsport Super Sport Super Sport Class, Moto America Super Sport Class racer, and uh, Colby Carlisle, flat tracker. This is Pit Pass. Stay tuned. One more hour right after this. Ready to up your game and learn more about the thrilling world of sports betting? Introducing Double Down with Breslow, the ultimate podcast about the business of sports gambling. Join me, James Breslow, and a long list of expert guests as we dive into the art and science of the sports betting industry. Evolving regulations, technology enhancements, and the meteoric rise in the number of players makes this sector the fastest growing and most intriguing in the world. Unlock the business secrets from many of the industry's most recognizable C-suite executives, including famous odds makers and influencers every episode of double down with breslow is packed with insider tips deeply skilled analysis and in-depth discussions don't miss out on the ultimate resource for mastering the business of sports betting listen to double down with breslow on the evergreen podcast network or wherever you listen to podcasts that's double down with breslow the business of sports betting podcast